You're listening to the Reconditioned Podcast. And if you want to know how to reprogram your mind and transform your life from the inside out, I want you to forget every motivational talk you've ever heard, every self-help book you've ever read, and listen to this episode. Because Jim Fortin is the leader in subconscious transformation, and he's about to blow your mind. Your personality creates your personal reality. Authentic power is when your personality comes to serve the energy of your soul. The truth is the body is one ecosystem. You can get to the root cause and everything goes away. Welcome to the Reconditioned Podcast, where I use my knowledge and expertise of over a decade in the wellness and transformation world to take a deep dive into what makes us thrive as humans. I'm Lauren Vaknin, leading wellness and transformation coach, and following my remission from the rheumatoid arthritis I'd had for 27 years that left me wheelchair-bound by the age of 18, I created a unique coaching combination, conflating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self to create true, long-lasting well-being in all senses of the word. This podcast is one of the many free resources I've created to help you achieve the same. Whether you're suffering from chronic illness, raising children in a world of conflicting information, you're an entrepreneur wanting to step into your purpose, or you simply want to feel empowered and motivated to become the best version of yourself, join me along with expert guests as we uncover the most actionable and tangible ways to recondition ourselves back to wellness. The Recondition Your Life Academy is going to be open for enrollment again from the 24th of August for a few short days. It only opens three times a year and there are limited spaces because I keep these groups intimate. And of course, it's first come, first served. You can head to laurenvacneencoaching.com and go to the client love page to see what Academy alumni are saying about how the course changed their lives. From helping to find their purpose to finally recovering from trauma, to finally being able to manifest their dream relationship after being single for years, to understanding their body better in order to recover from illness, to, well, just actually being happy for the first time. If you are not in complete alignment in your life, if you've read all the self-help books, you've taken all the courses, you're listening to all the motivational speakers, but nothing is shifting for you, and you are just so ready to be happy and fulfilled already, If you're ready to become your best self and start manifesting into your life everything you dream of, the Recondition Your Life Academy is for you. It's a 12-week remote course where you are coached by me personally and alongside a sacred tribe of like-minded women, all there to up-level their lives. We work through the four aspects of self, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, tackling every aspect of self that could be broken until we heal the whole person. It is unique. You will not find anything else out there like it. And it changes lives every single time. Just check out all the video testimonials on my Instagram highlights to see what I mean. The transformations as a result of this course have been life changing. And you could have that too. And I want you to have that too. So get a guaranteed spot by getting your name on the waiting list over at laurenvacuumcoaching.com forward slash recondition and put the steps in place to recondition your life today.
Welcome to episode 57 of the Recondition Podcast. I am super excited to bring you today's episode. I was really excited to record it and actually I was even a bit nervous, which is funny because I don't really get nervous when I record these. I just feel like it's always so, I don't know, just, you know, I don't know, it's just casual. But Jim has indirectly, Jim Fortin, been a massive part in my growth this past year. And I feel like it was, I don't know, it had been leading up to this moment for a long time. So there was this kind of divine series of events that led me to Jim's work and then to be fortunate enough to be able to work with his brother-in-law, who is a yucky shaman called Don Javier. And basically, since working with Don Javier and being kind of privy to Jim's work and implementing some of um, Jim's processes and practices and teachings in subconscious transformation, my life has drastically changed. Now, the work that I do with Don Javier is like nothing I've ever experienced before. So those of you who have been listening for a while will know that I was suffering from trigeminal neuralgia, which I had no idea where it came from, and it floored me. It was the most debilitating thing I've ever experienced, and this is coming from someone who used to be wheelchair-bound, but something totally different. I literally couldn't eat, I couldn't lick my lips, I couldn't swallow. It was the most horrific thing I've ever experienced. And from the day that I spoke to Don Javier, he's in Arizona, right? So I've never even met him in person. From the day I spoke to him on the phone, or oh, at midnight that night, the pain stopped. It just stopped as I started speaking to him. And he also, through the work that we do in the dream time, guided me to find the root cause, which I've now done. And I'm now in the process of having that all treated. So it's been a real journey for me. So in terms of my health stuff, in terms of my personal development and my business and how I'm able to run my business and be more abundant and just use kind of this transformational tools in my life, but also my spiritual journey and my spiritual, I guess, evolution since working with Don Javier. This needs a whole podcast episode on its own and I might do that at some point. Right now, it's still, I feel like it's quite sacred to me. So it's not something I talk about in terms of the details, but what I can tell you <laughs> is that the things that have happened as a result of working with him I mean, I can't really even describe some of the things that have happened, things I've experienced, just mental stuff that I can't even begin to understand myself, let alone articulate. It's been a trip. It's been a real journey. But what it has done is force me into the discomfort and into the things I don't want to see. So I started off working with him, having this, like my heart totally opened and I was in this state of bliss, of euphoria in a way that I had never felt before. Never that I guess you only get to this state when you're kind of on psychedelics or something, just this feeling of euphoria and ultimate bliss. And then I was advised by my mentor who I work with, who also works with Don Javier, who said, that's great, but that won't last. It's going to go up and down and up and down. The ups, the highs are going to be higher than you've ever felt and the lows are going to be lower. And that happened. And I would get to this point where I would just feel like I've been kicked in the stomach and I, I was depressed in a way that I've never felt before. But when that happened, what it was doing was trying to get me to see something, it was forcing me to wake up to something I needed to see and not in kind of some small, a subtle way that it would have been generally in my life or like in a way that I advise clients to sit in the silence and wait for the answers. It wasn't allowing me to just do that. It was, you are going to see the answers. You're going to wake up to this right now because you don't have a choice because you feel this crap that you're going to have to figure out what is going on here. And it forced me to really just, I mean, look at what was going on and find answers and, and see what it was I was needing to see in order to move to the next stage. And that keeps happening and that never ends. And so the work is 
incredibly insightful, incredibly life-changing. I guess that's an understatement using the word life-changing. The transformational subconscious work is life-changing. The spiritual work is totally on another kind of level, I guess, that is hard to articulate because we work in the dream time, kind of on an astral multidimensional level. And it's beautiful and totally mesmerizing and something I never could have. You know, I grew up with spiritualists as grandparents. And one of the first things my mum did when I was diagnosed with arthritis when I was two was take me to a spiritual healer. So I always thought I was spiritual, you know, I would consider myself a spiritualist. But honestly, I didn't know spirituality until I started working with Don Javier. But through Don Javier and, well, kind of it's all intertwined really coming in contact with Jim's work. Jim's method of transformational coaching and subconscious transformation is like something you have never heard before. So honestly, when I say to you those self-help books you've read, those motivational talks, the, 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 the seminars you've been to, it is nothing compared to what you will learn from Jim. So I have said it in the episode, but I'm going to say it here so that you can prepare. Get a notepad and pen ready and take notes. Okay. I'm a big note taker. I love taking notes. I want to educate myself all the time. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you're the same. And I'm grateful for that. I want you to get the most out of this. So get a notepad and pen or, you know, just use the notes on your phone, whatever, but take notes, take note of what he's about to tell you and what he is about to teach you and how that is going to change the way your mind works. So I'm not going to babble on anymore because this episode is too precious. I was very excited for it. I'm very honored that Jim agreed to be on my podcast and I'm very honored and privileged and just in a state of gratitude to be in a position to be able to bring this to my audience. So without further ado, here is Jim Fortin. Jim Fortin is widely considered the leader in subconscious transformation, and he's helped countless people from all around the world transform their lives from the inside out with his transformational coaching program, or TCP. He is a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, a master hypnotist, and has apprenticed with a shaman since 1994, enabling him to weave his unique life experience together with modern brain science to create a powerful and rapid transformational methodology for his students. Jim also hosts the Jim Fortin podcast, Transform Your Life from the Inside Out, which debuted at the top 10 on iTunes and is one of the fastest growing podcasts on iTunes. Okay, so Jim, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the invite. So I'm looking forward to really spending some time with you and, and helping people that you know listen to you and follow you. So let's do it. Absolutely. So for me, it's like almost a bit surreal having you here because it's kind of following what I can only describe as like just this divine series of events that led me to be fortunate enough to work with your brother-in-law, the shaman, Don Javier, mm -hmm. yeah. um, who has, of course, changed my life in many profound ways. But a lot of what I've been learning has actually come through you about kind of mindset and identity and abundance and I guess a whole host of other life transforming stuff. Um, yeah. So it was really important for me to be able to share this knowledge with my audience, this immense knowledge that you have. But before we start, I always ask my guests the same question, which is what have you done so far today to support your wellness? I don't even want to go there because I, I do, I don't have enough time or I chew up this whole hour in that I do channeled teas. I, that's why I'm drinking tea right now. I have an entire um, host of, of supplements that I take, everything from self-hypnosis to start my day out. I mean, I'm not working with a shaman. I don't do what normal people do from that. They might do a few supplements or whatever. I have a list of probably 25 different things that I take on a daily basis. 
for health and wellness in addition to the self-hypnosis daily. It would take me for it would take me a whole hour to, to, to lay it all out for you, but a lot. <laughs> okay, well that sounds good. Um and, and I can understand because having worked with Don Javier, I've had to kind of, you know, even create my own herbal tinctures and all of yeah. that. So it's yeah, I have that. I mean, I could spend an hour saying I've got three tinctures that I created that took me a month to create to create each one, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm with you totally on that. Amazing. So yeah, we could talk about that for an hour, but let's not because everyone's here to hear you talking about kind of mindset and transformational sure. stuff. So just to give everything a bit of context before we dive in, just tell us a bit about your background for those who don't know you yet and kind of how you came to do what you're doing now. You mean the transformational work? Yeah. Okay. Um, you'd mentioned that earlier. I mean, my, my formal background is in hypnosis and neurolinguistics. I've done that for a lot of years, but my brother, brother-in-law is a shaman and I've worked with him in a very close capacity now for 20 something years. So what I've done is I have merged a lot of the ancient wisdom from shamanism into my transformational coaching program. And so the cr- transformational coaching program is brain-based and knowing how to change your habits at a brain-based level or how to change your subconscious reprogramming. And then I mirror, I, I merge a lot of that with the ancient wisdom so that people can get a bigger perspective on it. Um, a, 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 I guess a world, a more worldly perspective and a more global perspective on the transformational work. Sorry with the hiccups, these will pass. Okay. The transformational work that I do. So it's a combination of brain science, as you said, of ancient wisdom and subconscious reprogramming. And it's just something that I've done for, I guess, 25 years now. I just kind of fell into it and really liked it. And here I am today. Amazing. Um, And so, I mean, the way that when I listen to you speak, and I've listened to you on a lot of podcasts and your podcasts, and I'm a big fan of your podcast for anyone that hasn't listened yet, highly recommend it. Thank you. Um, it's, It's very much mindset, but what you call brain set, right? Right. Great question, by the way. So a lot of people don't pull that out, but you go ahead with your question and then I'll answer. And that's, I want to give you kudos for recognizing that. No, I'd love you to take, to just to take it from there, because I, I, I'd like you to kind of explain what that is and why you've kind of reframed that. Because so another thing you often talk about is kind of all the motivational speakers and like the rah-rah motivation, and that's not right. what you're here to talk about. So I'd really love you to kind of go into that. Yeah, sure. Okay. So you hear all day long about the, and you see it on Instagram and Facebook and social media, you got to change your mindset. You got to change your mindset. Well, the reality is it doesn't work, even though everyone believes that. And that so many of you listening right now might say, well, and you're not looking at it this way, but you say, I want to, and I don't know the word that you use, release weight, lose weight, go to your ideal weight, whichever words and phrases you choose they will say, I want to lose weight. And they will start thinking about, okay, I'm going to create a new life. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be healthy and fit in my new clothes. I'm going to lose weight. So they, by observing them, they kind of change their mindset. Then what happens is they say there's a new diet they're going to start on Monday. And the good attitude and the mindset is going to, you know, make all this happen. And what happens is by Thursday or Friday, they're back to their old behaviors again. And then they collapse into the old behaviors and the the patterns start over again. The reason why is changing your your mindset is mental. It's left brain thinking, but your brain set is right brain thinking. 
And it's not right brain thinking, it's right brain processing because your habits, which are created in your brain or neurological, your habits are, are, are held in what's called the reptilian part of the brain, the oldest part of the brain, uh, the most primitive part of the brain. And until you retrain, which is your brain and your brain set instead of your mindset, instead of, in, until you train your brain with the new habits to get the outcomes that you want, no matter how much you try to change your mindset, you will always revert back to the old behaviors because the, ba- the, the brain is what drives your behavior. So we have, we have to change the habits and that's both their subconscious and they're also neurologically um, uh, in terms of neurons, electrons, and I mean, the way the brain works and everything, they're, they're, they're biological. You've got to change your habits to get any sustainable outcomes that you want. And how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? Um, part of it is reconditioning. Reconditioning, uh, you're, basically, it, it's, it's simple. It's how do you do anything? You just go do it. But it's a matter of how do you create the, the, the long-term behavioral change? And we do that by repetition. And we start, for example, whatever you do, like you could say, I could say to you, well, how do you wash dishes? Well, you already know because you've done it so many times or how do you, how do you drive a car or how do you do a podcast? The thing is this, you've done it so much, you already know how to do it because you have trained yourself to doing it. And with changing our habits, basically reconditioning habits, it's actually looking at, okay, what habits will sustain the outcomes that I want or create the outcomes that I want? And then what I do is I break it down even further into what are the smallest behaviors that I can start right away and I can start and master this behavior through habit, doing it every single day, doing this to then build and add another habit and another habit and another habit. So for example, everyone listening, they probably brush their teeth in the morning and in the evening. No one has to ask, how do I brush my teeth? They've done it their entire life for the most part. So there's no thought. We just know how to do it. And you brush your teeth without even recognizing that you're brushing your teeth. It's just something that you do and you do it subconsciously. And so what we have to do is break down the behaviors that create the habits that we want, break them down to what I call micro habits, which are small little bits and work on one little bitty thing at a time that will start getting you in the direction you want. So that's, that's the whole thing in a nutshell as to how we do it. Mm -hmm. Cause I hear you talk a lot about identity Mm -hmm. and how identity is really kind of what shifts the outcome. Right. Um, Okay. So what's the question there? And uh, because there's 84 different places I can go. And I want to go to all audience. of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what, what do we want to ask there? I guess like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've learned from you is about changing the identity behind sure. the, behind the habit and sure. that kind of, it's almost hard to change the habit until you change this identity. So, you right. know, if we're operating from kind of this victim consciousness or, you know, we've got this identity of, um, you know, I'm a sick person or, right. which is what I was. And that's how yeah. I led my whole life from, cause I always was a sick person until sure. I had this moment of, well, I kind of need to not think like a sick person if I want to be healthy. Right. Or if Absolutely. you want to be wealthy, 
And I hear you explaining this and you explain it way better than I can. So, okay. Is that everything that we do is a reflection of our identity and our identity is what, you know, psychologists have called for many years, our self image, how we see ourselves. And if you see yourself as an overweight person, and we'll just use that because probably 80% of people listening, uh, they have some kind of weight thing they're working on. If you see yourself as an overweight person, and that's how you talk to yourself and think about yourself, that's your identity. And no matter what you do, even in terms of your behavior initially, let's say, for example, that you see yourself as overweight. Well, then the reality is that's your identity. How do you expect to create new habits um, like working out and eating healthy if your identity is a person who doesn't work out and eat healthy? So you've got to change the self-image also. And a lot of people think change is hard. Change is not hard. It's very, very easy to do. But you have to look at what is the identity of someone who changes. If a person says, well, I can't learn new things. You can't teach old dogs new tricks. Well, then how do you expect to even embrace the concept of change to get the weight that you want or the body you want or the health that you want? If your overlying paradigm is that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, that's not going to be possible. So what you just said, I've heard time and time again, is I remember a client of mine, a student of mine in one of my programs. She's healthy today. And she said, many years ago, the doctors told me that I would be handicapped for the rest of my life. And I was given a handicap, uh, I don't know what they're called, hanger to put on my mirror and my car. And I never used it. Why? Because I never wanted to be a handicapped person. Mm. Now, had I bought into that, I would have reinforced it. And I would have always thought, oh, I'm handicapped. I'm handicapped. She, I never bought into any of that. I bought into, I am a healthy person. And she goes, today I can walk. I'm healthy. The doctors told me I wouldn't walk. I'm perfectly fine today, which is a reflection of her identity because the body will follow the mind. So if you want more in life, stop trying to do things to get more in life. It doesn't work. That's why so many of you listening right now, that's why so many of you have listening, you've tried to change so many times and you failed because you're trying to change the behavior instead of the identity underneath the behavior. So I could say, for example, I, I want to stop smoking and I smoke. That's a behavior. But if in my identity, I see myself as a, in my mind, I see myself as a smoker. I'm a smoker. I'm a smoker. There's no way I will ever change that behavior. Why? Because it's driven by the subconscious identity. Mm -hmm. So how we have to see ourselves, even if we don't have physical evidence, how we have to see ourselves as, or is as healthy, hundred percent healthy and well, mm -hmm. not even getting well or losing weight or whatever being well now. And that's when we fool the brain and the brain starts saying, oh, I keep seeing this imagery. You must be X, Y, Z. Okay, it's my job to make your body do that. And that's how it happens. And I guess that is the real law of attraction, right? I guess, yeah. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the law of attraction and the way that a lot of people talk about it because... A lot of people will say the law of attraction doesn't work for me. And that's not true. 
the law of attraction or well they'll say i'm being i'm being this and i'm being that and i'm thinking about money why am i why don't i have money uh, the law of attraction doesn't work no it works perfectly and that you could say well i'm going to be positive about money but i'm going to hate on people all day long and i'm going to be a miserable miserable person in all the other areas of my life so what happens is the law of attraction doesn't just bring you the attraction of the money you're thinking about. It brings you everything else with it, all the negativity, and it becomes like this soup, this mental soup. And the attraction is lost of the abundance is lost in that soup somewhere. So law of attraction, yes, always works based upon where we're holding our attention. Can you go into that a bit more? Because I know that you speak about that quite a lot. And I do like mm -hmm. that you, because, you know, probably everyone listening read The Secret and listened, you know, watched The Secret and all of that. Right, right. None, none of us have had million pound checks coming through our doors. So, and and obviously I do hear you talking about this quite a lot. I'd love you to elaborate on that on kind of, yeah. you know, the law of attraction is working for you. Yeah, it's that, for example, a lot of people will focus on the law of attraction. There's no need to go through what we just did, but that, that's one aspect of it is I look at, for example, like this is an example Don Javier gave me, is let's say that you are the foreman in a factory and you run the factory. If the factory is well run, it's going to have good output and production. If the factory is run poorly, it's going to have low output and production. So when people look at their lives, they've got low output and production in terms of health, wealth, abundance, and relationships. The reason why is how good of a foreman are they being in the factory? Okay. And we don't look at that. We tend to only look at one aspect. And we can say, like, let's say that the factory builds cars. I'm really good at doing steering wheels. Okay, that's great. That's only one part of, of the entire vehicle. How well is the entire vehicle mentally? That's where we create from. And the, the, I'm going to just tell you, I, I just, I'm just direct. The, the DVD or whatever it's called, uh, The Secret, I've watched part of it, not a lot. There's a guy in there. We see a lot of this in our culture. A lot. There's a guy in there that I know. Um, that's in, in the DVD. One of the biggest charlatans that I know. I'm just telling you the truth. He's one of the biggest charlatans that I know. Can he talk the talk? Yes. Can he walk the talk? No. And it goes back to ancient wisdom. I mean, we don't need the secret. We don't need those things. That's all ancient wisdom has been around for, for tens of thousands of years on the planet. And it simply comes down to we attract what we are that's the end of it we attract what we are and if you're not getting the results you want and especially money you're poor in your mind you're, you're not rich in your mind you have to become rich in your mind before you ever will become rich in your environment i mean for me i grew up poor now if a million dollar check showed up and that's all that showed up, I would be like, our million pound check, I'd be like, that's a really bad year financially. 
Whereas most people would say that's a really good year financially. For me, that's a really bad year. But I changed on the inside. And until you change, every one of you listening, and what people tend to do is listen, and they're like, this is really good. You take a lot of notes, and they forget it 10 minutes later. Mm. Until you change on the inside, either you become responsible and own that nothing will change on the outside or keep fooling yourself saying something's going to change, but I won't change because it's not something that changes. It's us that changes. And if we don't change us on the inside, something on the outside will not change. That's why people who say, I want to lose weight and they get rid of all the junk food in the house. Well, that's something but if the someone who likes that junk food doesn't change, something doesn't matter. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love hearing you talk about all of this. And something that kind of really rang true for me listening to you was your be, do, have model. Sure. So I'd love sure. you to talk us through that. Sure. Be, do, have is, I didn't invent it. it uh, be, do, have is a model of performance. Most people work from have, do, be. And they would say, for example, I see it all the time. And what's interesting is when I'm doing promotions for my transformational program, I will say what I'm going to say right now. And everyone gets it, but no one takes action still. I mean, 70% of people don't take action. So my transformational programs, you, I mean, you got to pay to enroll. I'm not giving them away free. And the reason why is because people don't appreciate what's free. And if you don't appreciate it, you don't get value. You're not going to do the work. You pay good money for it. You're going to do the work. And that's where the transformation comes. Okay. So most people will say, if, you know, Jim, I really want to do this. If I have the money or had the money, then I would do it. And then I could be happy and I could be successful and I could be all these healthy and all these things. Then what they will say is, but I don't have the money. And so because they don't have the money, they don't do it. Because they don't do it, they don't let me show them how to transform. Therefore, they never become wealthy or successful or healthy or whatever. And people have this illusion that something's just going to change tomorrow. You know what? If I keep hoping, which tells the universe you don't have, if I keep praying in the way that most people pray, people pray for what they don't have. The more you pray for what you don't have, the more you attract of what you don't have. Law of attraction. The Kabbalion, K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N. The universe is mental. So what I teach people to do is a different model. Is instead of the be-do-have model, I'm sorry, the have-do-be is the be-do-have. Who do I have to be to do what I want to do to have what I want to have? Most people work have do be. If I had the money, I would do it and I could be it. But here's the thing. If you never have the money, you will never have the money. They just think people think something's going to change. So what I tell people is, okay, who do you have to be? So right now you don't have the money. Who do you have to be in this moment? You have to be courageous, meaning go get a second job. Go borrow the money 
and I don't like people, I don't like people when they tell people to go borrow money to do something like this, but I know I can change people's lives. I have evidence on a lot of it, okay? I've had people, and I don't tell, I don't tell them, I do not tell them to do this. I know people that have borrowed money to get enrolled in my program. And by the time the program is done, they're like, oh, I already paid them back. Plus my business is doing better than ever. Why? They change on the inside. So we have to work from where I work from is who do I have to be? To be trim and fit, who do I have to be? To be healthy, who do I have to be? I have a treadmill in my office and I usually get on it several times a week. I'm no different than anyone else is that, you know, there's a part of me that's like, I don't have time for this and I don't want to do this right now. I don't feel like exercising today, but to get the health result, results that I, I want, I must be committed to getting on the treadmill. Now, here's something else. When you do that, what you're literally doing without recognizing it is you're training your brain to be committed to the outcome that you want. Now, the outcome that you want becomes easier. Why? Because like brushing your teeth, there's no work. It's automatic. So when we train ourselves to be a certain way by staying committed and doing it, it can be work at, at first. It, it's like, oh, this is, I don't want to. But if you just do the behavior and you do it consistently, you're literally training your, your, your behavior and your subconscious mind where it becomes very easy to do. So the first thing we have to look at is who do I have to be or what ways do I have to be to get X, Y, Z outcome. We must start there or the process will fail. Mm. Yeah, and it, so there's a story that always sticks with me with this. Um, yeah. That um, of Brandon, who you've mentored and now yeah, sure. mentors me in business. And um, I don't know whether it was you or whether it was James, but he was, you know, 40 grand in debt and tells the story. And then, he, and then either you or James said to him, well, who do you, how are you going to be that million dollar business owner? Like, how are you going to show up for yeah. your business if you're not acting like the million dollar business owner? What do you need to do in order to be that million dollar business owner? And he's like, yeah. well, I need to hire the person. I need to hire someone. Get right. this program out. And then he did. And then kind of everything spiraled from that. And that's kind of something that always stays with me because there's so many aspects of our lives that we could take that kind of thinking and apply it to our lives. Yeah, we were actually the three of us, James, James Wedmore, Brandon Lucero, and I were in Sedona, uh, which I live, I live here now, James lives here now, Brandon comes and visits, back in April of 2018. And we came here just for a guy's weekend and to hang out and stuff like that. And Brandon was, Brandon and I, uh, James stayed with his wife at the hotel, and Brandon and I got an Airbnb. And he was kind of distracted the whole time, and I asked him what was wrong. And he said, you know, I'm 40,000 bucks in debt for my last, my last launch. And I don't really have any money coming in. And he goes, I'm, I'm in trouble, is what he said. And that's when I asked him, what do you have to do to grow your business? And he goes, I got to hire someone, uh, which I've been telling him a year prior, you have to hire someone. He was afraid to hire someone, which is a way of being, Okay. So then he hired somebody, he found somebody he wanted to hire, which actually ended up being the right person. And I even said, do you need to borrow money from me to pay them? 
I know you need to hire somebody. Do I need to loan you money so you can pay them? And he's like, no. And he figured it out. Now he runs a multi-million dollar business. And he would not, if he was not being courageous, which is what he was. And most of us, that's one of our biggest obstacles is that people won't be courageous. They're too afraid to be courageous. And I'm going to tell everyone listening, you don't have any choices. Well, you have two. Keep your life exactly as it is or be courageous and do something different. That is the only way, period, 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 you will get the change that you want. Great story. Great, great thing to bring up. I just find it a good um, kind of reference point because you can apply that to whatever's going on in your life. But for me, that really spoke to me in business and in anything else. And I had the same thing with my health years ago. And I was, I kind of just knew that I, and actually Brandon tells me it was probably Don Javier even back then putting this kind of thought in my head of, okay, you need to change your identity. It's all, yeah, no, I can't, I don't want to go into my stuff on on this particular call, but everything's identity. And how you, every, every one of you listening, this is really important. So let me ask you real quick, are a lot of people that are following you dealing with health issues? Some are, we have a real mix. It's, okay. most, it's people kind of wanting to improve their health and people just to kind of up-level their lives and personal okay. growth and stuff like that. But yeah, okay. for sure. All right. But this applies to everyone. Mm. Everything in your body first starts in your mind everything. If you're sick, that started in your mind. Why? Because you were actually didn't even know you were getting sick. Okay. Like people that might have cancer many times, they don't know they have cancer. Okay. But here's the thing is anything that the mind creates, the mind can heal. I need to write that down. That's really good, but it's true. (laughs) And And everyone should be sitting here with a pen and paper right now. Yeah. Everything our, our mind creates, our mind can heal. So, for example, to give you the best example, there's a book that I've been called to read, and I don't read a lot of books anymore. I used to read a lot, was Anita Mugliani, and her book is called Dying to Be Me. And in her book, she talks about where she had lymphoma. And I mean, she wasn't sick. She was like the worst possible level of sickness a person could be. Wow. Like, just shoot me sick you know let me go let me off the planet and she's alive today and well and healthy and she discusses in her book it's all inside Mm -hmm. this is controversial but a good friend of mine from college i was on her podcast a while back and she had breast cancer and she said this is a controversial part and i i support her and believe her 100 i know she's telling i know i know it's correct she goes i believe that my cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. Why? Because I had to heal myself spiritually to heal the cancer. Now, I don't mean dogmatic. I don't mean spiritual dogmatic or religious. I mean, there's something inside of you. And if something is going wrong on the outside of you, there's something going wrong on the inside of you. And until you heal the inside, the outside, whether it be health or wealth or relationships or whatever it is, will not heal. You have to go in 100% of the time. You have to go in to heal. Otherwise, you're just actually doing behavior and activity without the energy behind, 
and the brain set and the mind, because the mind creates, divine mind creates, doesn't support you. Vital. And the number one thing, I'm sure Don Javier told you this, is a state of well-being. It's the most powerful state we can be in, is a state of well-being. But I guarantee you, if I could put a meter on everyone's head and listening right now, and I could look, look at a little gauge with a needle, they're not well. They're not well, I don't mean physically, but they're not well because they spend all their time with a needle in the red, hating on their husband or hating on their wives, or they don't like being a parent or their kids are wearing them out or they don't have money or they don't have health. And they spend all of this time not in well-being. And because they spend all of this time not in well-being, what do they bring back more to their lives? More not well-being well illness yeah for sure yeah. yeah absolutely for the first time in my life i needed health care last year and the thing is this what doctors are going to do is they're going to poke all these pills in you now don javier and i were talking about this if somebody needs trauma medicine absolutely you get to the hospital you know car accident broken arm heart attack stroke you know, this fainting every all, you know, go to, go to the hospital, go to the doctors. What people do is people depend on the doctors. The doctors put them on medications that actually, there's a phrase that I learned years ago that I believe, and we have evidence. There is no safe medication because you look at any TV commercial, oh, you have cancer? Take blah, 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 but it's going to cause liver failure and heart failure and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. But we'll heal your cancer. But we're going to kill you with liver failure. Everything has side effects. Mm -hmm. The system is a racket. I had something right here on my desk right here. I want to show you something is, you know, I needed health care last year and I had to have um, uh, an emergency flight from Sedona, Arizona to Phoenix, 90 minutes. Okay. I got the bill for that flight. I don't have to pay it. My insurance does. But can you see the price of the bill? Whoa, 17, nearly $80,000. For a one or less than a one hour helicopter ride. Now, look over here where this was the part that was billed right there. Can you see the part billed right there? Yep. Can you see the part paid? Can you see what was paid over here? Yep. Balance so is zero. Yeah. So the part paid was $12,000. What this company does, because there's no regulation, what this what companies like this do, and they're called air, air methods. What this company does is they send outrageous $100,000 bills to people. And then guess what? If you don't have health insurance, they will come after you for the payment. But I show you this, and I unfortunately showed my, my address there, but the insurance company said, we're not paying that. Here's 12,000. They're like, oh, okay, we'll take 12,000. But without the insurance, we're gonna go after him for what was it, $90,000 or whatever. This is bankrupting people. And the reason I go here is the entire hospital bill, okay? I was in the hospital for four days and they didn't heal me. They facilitated basically just some things they did. I healed with my shamanic work of Don Javier, okay? This entire little weekend excursion, the insurance companies and the doctors and the hospitals, the, the hospitals and, and this, 
$150,000. Now, on top of that, the hospital sent me my final hospital bill. It was $80,000. And then what they said is if you pay now and you pay in full, we will, we will reduce the bill to $35,000. So if you'll take $35,000, why are you charging me $80,000? Insurance paid for it. My point is everyone listening, I mean, I'm going on a rant here a little bit, but everyone listening is when you're healing yourself, be careful with, you guys have the same thing there, over, you know, over the pond is, and it's all over the world. This system will, will, will pull you in for healing, but it's a money driven system. Mm -hmm. It's a business and you can heal yourself like Anita Mugliani or you or me. I had some, and I'm, I'm grateful for them. I had some serious health issues last year that killed people, and I'm fine today. I'm a little tired right now, I didn't sleep, but I'm fine. And other people kick the bucket, you know, they're off the planet. And but the thing is this, I refuse to go into, if trauma, you need to go, but I refuse to be sucked into a system that's gonna keep me unhealthy for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And everyone listening, I'm just telling you, that's what most of the system will do. That's why pharmaceutical companies, they don't want to create short-term cures, uh, medications. Why? They're not long-term. There's no money in that. The money is in getting you on a medication and keeping you in it for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> the power of the mind. We can heal. That's where power of the mind. We can heal ourselves. We can be well. Yeah. We can stay healthy. Yeah. And you're absolutely preaching to the choir. And I know my audience very much on this. But see, the issue we have here in the UK is we have the National Health Service. I don't know if right. you know much about it. Yeah. So it's, Not much, but yeah. It's free. And I, I use quote marks because it's free at the point of service, which means... Uh, it's not free. You pay for it your taxes over there. You pay for it with your taxes, but you pay for yeah. it with a lot of you with a lot more as well. Because what happens is, is that because people aren't paying for it as they go, you know, they, they're not going to get a £100,000 bill yeah. like you got. They use it so much more. So for anything that's happening, you know, your child's got a fever, your child's got, they're calling up, they're going to the doctor. And so it makes you even more dependent on it instead of allowing you to kind of take ownership of your well-being and figure yeah. out kind of how to, you know, I've used homeopathy my whole life. And in, in, in yeah. France and Germany, 70% of the population have a homeopathic kit in their yes. house. Yep. So yep. when children get ill or, you know, someone's something's wrong in the family, the first thing they do is go to the homeopathic kit or figure out, okay, what can I use in nature to help me heal this? And, and our problem here, very much in the UK and the US more than I think anywhere in the world. Correct, yeah. We are so reliant. You know, we're seeing it now with, you know, the new big C. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how people are becoming reliant on getting their healthcare as if, as if your health can be given to you by someone else as opposed to us understanding that healthcare comes from us. And the problem with that, Don Javier and I were talking about this one day driving back from Phoenix. He goes, you know, you need a trauma medicine. That's good. Good deal. Be grateful. It's there. You know, you, you needed that. Yeah. But what people do, which I'm not doing, is so you go to trauma care. They give you medication. You get better. But you stay on all the protocols from the trauma care, all the medication. And then he said, the problem with that is that your body now becomes dependent on the medication and your body stops properly functioning for what it's designed to do 
because it's being replaced with synthetic things that do what the body is supposed to do. Now you've got synthetic replacements in your body that are also destroying your body. So I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is your podcast, but my big takeaway for people is that you can be well. You can, you can hear, let me phrase it this way. You can be healthy and well if you choose to be healthy and well. And that means a conscious choice on your part to choose to be that. And that is power because the most valuable thing you can have is wellness, physical. Without that, everything else becomes hard in life. Mm. So would you say, because also just being devil's advocate in terms of, you know, we were speaking about the money before, so we can relate that to health as well, but just say with, you know, the money aspect and the, the financial abundance, if someone's listening to this and going, well, yeah, it sounds good, Jim, you know, I understand what you're saying, but I have a mortgage, I have kids, you know, I don't have that sort of money. How do I actually get myself out of this rut? Or, have to no, be, but you do right. have again. Where they're working from is notice what they're saying. That all sounds good, but I don't have. Because I don't have, I'm going to stay in what I don't have. And that's where it requires, which very few people uh, know they can do it or will do it, that's when it requires taking that leap and stepping out and not living. I don't, see, I don't live from what I have, meaning if I have metaphorically $10, what I don't, but somebody offers me something that will change my life, like James Wedmore, I'm in business. Okay, let's make this up. So if I've got $8 and he says BBD is $7, what most people do is they go, oh, I really need that. And this applies to all of life, everything. I really need that, but it's $10, it's $7. I only have $10. I can't afford that. So I'm not going to do that, even though that can make me a lot of money and I can grow my bit. I'm not going to do it because I don't have it. Then I don't do it. And as a result, I never have it. That's the example, again, recapitulating in a different way, but health too, same thing. People will say things like, um, um, like even not pharmaceuticals, but healing, healing things. Well, that's kind of expensive for me to do that. Are you kidding me? What do you think your health is costing you? What do you think it costs you in terms of quality of life to be in bad health? Mm -hmm. So you know what? If it's going to cost me 10 bucks a month for the protocol you're telling me, and I really can't afford it. I will find a way to afford it. I'll get rid of my Netflix or I'll get a second job or I'll do something, but I will find a way to afford what I need to improve my health so I become stronger so I never again find myself in a place where I can't afford it. Mm. That's the mistake people make is they want more, but they will never do most, not all. They won't put themselves out there to create more abundance so that they don't have the lack, which is the lack they always live from. Until you do, and let's go back to where we started. Maybe there, you know, people are like, whoa, okay, I get it now. And by the way, I mean that respectfully, guys, everyone listening, but we humans, me included, sometimes we need to be told things 10 times before we get it. And then finally we're like, oh, okay, I get it. So I'm not talking down, I have been there. Wherever you are, I have been there. In terms of health and wellness and being dead broke, been there. Until we change on the inside, health, money, whatever, nothing will change on the outside. One more example. That's why you'll see, and I'm only going to use this for this podcast, um, a woman. 
she's abused in a relationship. She gets out, woohoo, I changed my life, I'm free. And then guess what? A year later, she's dating another man and the family and friends all see he's just like the last guy. Yeah. Why? Because her identity attracts the same kind of man that she tried to get away from. So she changed her environment, but she never changed her identity. And guess what? She just attracted another man who will abuse her. Why? Because at the identity level, she believes that's all she's worth. Mm. Make sense? Makes loads of sense. Absolutely. Just, you know, changing it from the identity level. We'll be back to the episode really soon, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. So regular listeners will know that I only affiliate with brands whose products I already use and trust. Integrity is one of my company's core values, and I feel really strongly about knowing that my listeners can be in full trust about any product I endorse. I personally contacted Block Blue Light UK after using their blue blocking glasses when I had to start working later into the evening. I began wearing the blue blockers because I was aware of what being exposed to the artificial blue light of my laptop would do to my circadian rhythm if I was working after dark and especially because we spend so much time on them during the day. After using them for a few months, there was a noticeable difference in how quickly I was able to fall asleep after finishing work not that long before. During the lockdowns and homeschooling my son, I also got him a kid's pair, and he now wears them anytime he's at a screen, not just after dark. And I feel really strongly about how important it is for both us and our children. Now, if you've never heard of blue light blocking, and this is the first time you're hearing it, Studies have shown that artificial blue light from screens, devices, and all modern lighting are having detrimental effects on our health. Artificial blue light disrupts our sleep, interferes with our hormones, and causes digital eye strain, which can lead to long-term eye health issues. Since using the glasses myself, and by the way, they do amazing fit-over glasses that fit seamlessly over any glasses you might already have to wear, which has been priceless for me because I have to wear my glasses when I'm at screen, I've noticed better sleep quality and an improvement in the thyroid issues I was struggling to balance out fully since having my kids. Bonus! Since Block Blue Light's sponsorship for last season, hundreds of you have made a decision to improve your health and your sleep by ordering their products. And I'm only hearing positive things, which was exactly my intention for this collaboration. So to check out all of Block Blue Light's incredible health boosting products, including day and nighttime glasses, blue light blocking light bulbs, and 100% light blocking sleep masks to help you into a deeper sleep, visit blockbluelight.co.uk UK and use the code Lauren10 for a 10% discount. That's blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code Lauren10. Thank you so much to Block Blue Light. So would you say that it starts with the thoughts? I mean, the you know, people listening to this wanting to actually put this into action, would the first step be actually changing the thoughts that are going around your mind? Yeah, and the easiest way to do that, doesn't work for everyone, works for about 90% of the population, according to research, is self-hypnosis. Mm. And it can even be self-talk. I mean, how you talk to yourself. Because how you talk to yourself, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what women say. I've done this a lot of years. And women are their own worst critic and enemy. Well, we all are, all humans are. But women are held to a standard in our culture of makeup and beauty and pretty and all that. And guys are held, for the most part, to a different standard because you can see a man 
that's 40 pounds overweight, got a pot belly gut, but yet he's a billionaire. And he will attract a woman because one of women's highest values is security. So you know what? He will attract her. Why? Because he can provide security for her, which fulfills her need. Because women really, that's a big value of theirs. Where was I going with this? I had a thought here. The, the, uh, thought, are the thoughts the first thing that you need to do? That was my question. Yeah. We need to change. Oh, self-hypnosis is that, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but self-hypnosis Oh, what we say to ourselves, what we say to ourselves is a form of self-hypnosis. What you imagine, it's so simple, it's so hard, we all miss it. I did for a lot of my life. Albert Einstein said, your imagination is your preview of life's coming attractions. Yeah. So what are you, because you're training the brain when you imagine, that's the language of the brain is imagination, visualization. Now, what are you imagining? That's the key. What are you imagining? consistently all day long. And do you notice most people, which is the world we live in, we imagine, oh, I'm not gonna get a job. I'm not gonna get a job. I'm not gonna get a job. And then guess what happens? They go to all these job interviews. They don't get hired. Why? They bring that mental frame into the interview and, and the body language and the voice tone and the inflection. So guess what? They don't get hired and they go to 40 different interviews. And then what do they do? They say, see, I told you self-confirmation that I wasn't going to get the job. And I was right. I wasn't going to get the job. We have to pay attention to what we say to ourselves because what we say to ourselves is a command to our subconscious mind. Oh, here we go. The F word. Most women say, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I'm so fat. So when they say that, the subconscious mind says, okay, um, I hear you. You keep saying you're fat. It's my job to make you fat. Therefore, I'm going to make you overeat the donuts and eat the cake and lie on the couch and not exercise. Why? Because you say you're so fat. It's my job, subconscious mind, to do everything in my power to give me what you're commanding which is your fat. So I will keep you, I will make you fat and I will keep you fat. And then we wonder, that's our self-image and our self-talk and our identity. Then we wonder why I had all these good intentions and I hopped on the treadmill, but three days later, I just don't want to do it anymore. That's your subconscious mind talking you out of even shifting your behavior. Yeah. It and makes it sense. It makes a lot of sense and it's really profound. And I think, you know, I hope that people are sitting there with a pen and a paper or, you know, the notes on mm -hmm. their phone, because there's so many, so many takeaways and so many notes to take here to kind of look back on. And again, we can listen to this and we can think, yeah, that sounds good. And then walk away and not change anything or we right. can to this and actually implement it. And I've seen it in my own life, you know, when I've changed the, uh, even yesterday, something happened like this. And I was like, no, 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 I don't think like this. You know, you think like this as the person who's abundant and, and everything just, and it happens every time and everything just starts happening. And it's kind of. Let's notice something there. You said, no, no, no. Let's don't think like this. If I said, don't think of an elephant. <laughs> it wasn't elephant. so much don't think like this. It was put yourself yeah. into the identity of what you, what you want to be. Okay. And where I want to point out to everyone listening, always speak in first person present tense. Mm. That's the language of your brain, not your mind. First person present tense. So let's look at this. 
first person present tense is I am fat. That's first person. It's present, present tense. Okay, first person present tense, but it's negative. I, well, it's, it, it gets negative results. I am fat. The unconscious mind hears first person present tense and acts upon it. So when we say what a lot of people say is, I don't want coffee. Well, let's do this. I don't want cake. I don't want cake. I don't want cake. And the more they say they don't want cake, the more they want cake. The reason why is the brain, all the brain hears is not the don't, which is called the negative. What the brain hears is, because it, it, to think about what you don't want, or to think about what you want, when you think about what you don't want, you're actually thinking about what you don't want, which is a cake. But what are you focused on? Having the cake, right? So we always accentuate. I would say things, instead of saying, I don't want cake, I would say, I only eat things that are healthy for me, or I only eat foods without sugar or any variation of that. But that's not the same thing as saying, I don't want cake. So to the, to the, the example here, instead of saying, I know you're using it as an example, instead of saying, um, I don't want those thoughts, I simply say, I choose positive thoughts for me. Mm -hmm. Whole different, very, very subtle difference for like big deal but it's a big deal to the brain right. because the brain hears us literally and then it creates the object of our thoughts. Mm. Does it make yeah. sense? Yeah. And the more we focus on it, the more the brain expands it, brain-based psychology. Um, so for example, if a woman and a man too, I'm just using it as an example for everyone listening. If a woman obsesses, I'm so fat, I'm so fat, I'm so fat, I'm so fat all day long, you know, she's stressed in the morning, she goes to lunch, want, you know, I, dinner time, out to dinner, whatever. The more you focus on something, it's called the, the reticular activating system in the brain, but the more you focus on something, the more the brain expands that. And the more the brain expands that, the mind says, oh, okay, she had a lot of her attention there. It must be important. So what am I, what am I going to do? I'm going to pay attention to that and make that happen. So we literally, and I can, I'll be quiet here, but there's a phrase that I use, very powerful, is maybe even Don Javier said this, is we speak our lives into existence. There is massive, massive power in that. So you, every one of you listening right now, my homework for you, look at your life where it is, and then I guarantee you, if you look at your self-talk, your self-talk is a reflection of your external environment. Why? Because you spoke it into existence. Amazing. I think that's an incredible note to end on um, because you've actually given, you know, my listeners something very tangible to walk away and, you know, go and implement and go and do. Let me add there real quick. We're going to go. So thank Let me you. add there. There's a book. It's a classic by Dr. Shad Helmstetter, H-E-L-M-S-T-E-T-T-E-R. Classic. Been around 30 years. The book is titled, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Mm. Now, we tend to dismiss things. Oh, it couldn't be that simple. That's stupid. I'm not going to do that. Or we'll try it for one day. And 
I did an experiment in my group recently. I have a lot of people, like 500 people in my group. And I said, guys, what, what I want you to do is I want you every day to start talking to yourself about, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. And I didn't say anything for 30 days again. And 30 days ago was like 10 days ago. And I said, guys, is it a bunch of nonsense? Or have you guys noticed tangible results from saying that? I had like 200 comments. People saying, I never realized how much I hated myself. I never realized how much you know self-degradation I had. I mean, I now feel good about myself. Why? I love myself. I love myself. And if you ask people, do you love yourself? Most will say yes automatically because it's a standard answer. Most are not going to say no, but most people suffer from low self-worth issues. And that's because you don't love yourself. That, that's what I'd say is practice every day. Self-talk of, I love myself. I love myself. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> it's a good soapbox to be on. Thank you. Yes, um, thank you. Before I end, I, I just have this little segment called All About You, where I just, uh, it's a series of quick fire questions just to sure. get the, uh, our listeners to get to know you a bit better. So sure. the first one, I always start with the same one. It's fill in the blank, uh, which is wellness is. Peace of mind. Uh, a question you ask yourself the most. What is it that I'm not seeing that I need to be seeing? Oh, I love that one. I really love that one. <laughs> and we just all need to be asking ourselves that all the time. Yeah. What am I not seeing? That's why we're stuck is we're not seeing something. Oh, and it's so true, isn't it? Because it's always the things that we don't want to see as well. And it's the hardest thing to see, but it's always the thing that we have to see. People don't want, no, I say people, not everyone. Most people do not want to look at themselves. It scares the heck out of them. So I often, often say, what is it that I'm not seeing that I need to be seeing? And there's a lot of answers there. Um, a book that changed your life. People ask that question. I don't know that there's ever a book that's changed my life. I mean, there's a lot of good books. I have books by me, you know. I, just, I don't know that I could say there's ever been a book that has revolutionized. Okay, let me, let me see if I have it. Um, there it is right there. This book didn't change my life, but I learned this concept in 96 and it's a life-changing concept. And I learned it first here from Don Javier, but I, I didn't know I learned it from him. This book's like four bucks on Amazon. It's called The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. Okay. It'll take you literally, it's very tiny, very small. It'll take you maybe an hour because only half of it's like text. The rest is daily meditation. This book Literally, when you live the book and do what it tells you to do, changes your thinking from poverty thinking to abundance thinking. Because I'll throw you a little, a little nugget here, is money doesn't come from work. Money comes from the universe. Money comes from energy. Because you can work all day long and still be dead broke. Look at women who are single mothers who work three jobs and they don't have any money. They're broke. Money does not come from work. Money comes from your electromagnetic vibration. And he didn't talk about that in the book. But this book right here, I would say, uh, for people that want to create more in their external life, and money is only a tool. That's all that it is. It doesn't define who you are. This book right here, go get it. And you have no excuse because it's three, three bucks. Yeah. I mean, if you can't afford three bucks, you're doing something really wrong and you need this book. 
All right, two more. I'll make, I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, how do we become happy? That's an interesting question people will ask. People have asked Don Javier, and here's the thing, is I once had a client say, how do I be happy? The conundrum for people is the way, that, the way to be happy is to be happy. There's no other way. There, there are no steps other than choosing it. You look at a baby that's starting to smile. A baby doesn't have to, a baby doesn't need steps. Factor of being happy is what I call an inborn factor resetting. It's inborn. You don't ever see babies like, like, I mean, like a few months old or whenever they start smiling that are angry. You don't see that. You don't see babies that are expressing the envy and the greed and all the emotions that people do. Here's the thing. And it's so simple, but again, we miss it. The way to be happy is to be happy. That's I love it. that. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and last one, what most enchants you in a person or what are you most enchanted by in a person? It's an interesting question. I don't know that I have an answer. I'm thinking, uh, what does it mean? Enchant, enchant, in your terms, what, what does that mean? Enchanted with a person. For me, it's like, you know, what, you know, what, I guess, draws you to people, you know, we, ha you have certain people that are drawn to you. Or you're no, it's not conscious. It's their frequency and vibration mm. is what draws me to people. It has nothing to do with analytical thought. What it has to do is frequency and vibration. And that would be their heart energy mm. is how open hearted they are is what draws me. Okay. Lovely answer. Jim, thank you so much. Just yeah. um, We will put it all in the show notes, but just quickly let everyone know where they can find your, your program and you and where to follow you. Just go to my site, jimfortin.com, J-I-M-F-O-R-T-I-N.com. My, my podcast episodes are there. I'd prefer people go listen on iTunes and leave a positive rating because we're one of the top podcasts on iTunes. But that's where to find me to get more information for everything that we do because my team lets people know when we're launching programs, which is twice a year, which will be in September of this year. Thank you so much today for your Thank time. Thank you so much, Jim. Yeah. Thank you. It's a, it's a blessing. And everyone that we talked to today, you and I, we both helped them, is execute on the small things. Because here, here, let's go here. Get this book, and it gives you 10 meditations that you do them all, one per day. They're very small. Like, I mean, literally, they're 20, 30 words. You do one a day, and then you go through it, a series of 10 meditations. And then you start over again and do 10 meditations. Start over again for four times, 40 days, which is a, 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 a esoteric number. This here will train you, which is where we started, on habits. Because if you can't, eat, I've been there, if you can't even follow through on reading a little 30-word paragraph, how do you expect to follow through on the big things when you're not even following through on the little things? Get the book, follow it without fail, and you will find yourself retraining yourself to be abundant. I'm getting that book right now. <laughs> I really, I mean, obviously I'm recommending, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, if somebody today said 20 years ago, I'll give you a book and I didn't have any money 25, 25 years ago. Somebody said, I'll give you a book that if you do exactly what I tell you to do, I'll make you rich, but it's going to cost you a thousand dollars. If I could trust them and I knew they would deliver, I would go get that thousand bucks mm. because I wouldn't say this book, but what's in it has made me financially very, very, very wealthy. It's all in this little bitty book right here. So wow. there we go. 
Amazing. Okay. Well, Jim, thank you so much for all your knowledge and your wisdom and, um, and your time. Oh, thank you. And thank everyone listening. And, you know, if I can be of service, please, jimforton.com and listen to the podcast. We do a lot of what we did here on the podcast. So it's my honor, pleasure uh, to serve. Thank you so much. This season of Reconditioned is sponsored by Block Blue Light, the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products, including blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions. Blue light blocking products aim to alleviate digital eye strain, improve sleep, and optimize health through mitigating the harmful effects of artificial light from screens and modern lighting. For a 10% discount across the range, visit blockbluelight.co.uk and enter the code LAUREN10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Recondition today. I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and maybe even leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And better still, if you could share with friends and family who could benefit from the content, that's what I'd really love. I just want us to share the love so that everyone can understand how to use an integrative approach to life and health. For more free resources, visit laurenvacneen.co.uk and laurenvacneencoaching.com.